the student far away from home. Yeah, that's what season 2 is about. That's who season 2 is for. That's who we are talking to on this season of Youth 412. And that might be you right there, the student who is studying far away from home. And I'll be honest, I don't know what it's like to be a student studying far away from home. Yeah, I can't relate to you guys. But I know some people who study away from home and really understand that the unique challenges that you guys face. I mean, my sister is studying in Bloemfontein and another friend of mine is studying in Hungary. And trust me. I have heard the many challenges that students far away from home face. I remember my sister telling me about the time that her NSFAS money hadn't come in and she was struggling for food. I mean, granted, she should have told us, but those are one of the many challenges that you guys face. I mean, she was even admitted to hospital and we couldn't even visit her because of how far she is from us. So, to some extent, I definitely understand what you guys go through and I really sympathize and empathize to a level with what you guys go through. And so the question is, amidst all of these challenges, how are you able to be a better student? How are you able to be productive, to study better, to pass and do well while you are facing all of these challenges? I mean, the loneliness, the money, and making new friends, things like that. I mean, it's really, really crazy. So how do you maintain a high level of excellence in your studies while also going through all of those challenges? And most importantly, how do you maintain a relationship with God while you are far away from home. I mean, there's nobody who's watching you, so there's no one you can account to about your relationship with God. So it is quite difficult. I mean, I'm running out of breath as I'm speaking about this because, yeah, it's a whole lot. Yeah, but don't you worry because this season is tailor-made for you. The student who's studying away from home, whether you're in your first year or your second year, we have created this season for you to talk to you, to address the challenges that you face so that you can become a better student, but most importantly, a better Christian who's an example to other young believers in conversation, in spirit, in love, faith, and purity. Yeah, that's, that's, that's our main aim at the end of the day. And so... I really, really am excited about this season and I really can't wait for you guys to be a part of it, to listen to all the insights that have been shared by all the amazing guests. I mean, we'll be talking about so many different things, but I don't want to spoil anything for you because I know that it will come and yeah, I really can't wait for you guys to hear everything that we have in store for you. So yeah, that being said, I think we can officially launch season two of the Youth for 12 podcast. So yeah, it's time to dial it up because Youth for 12 is on the line. Drop the beat. And welcome to Youth 412, where we engage in conversations which inspire, empower, and encourage us to be better Christians who are 
an example to other young believers in conversation, word, and spirit, and in love, faith, and purity. My name is Bewotlem Sanma, and I'm here back again on season two of the Youth 412 podcast. Guess what? We are back, and uh, yeah, it has been very long, and I'm so excited to be here for the very first episode of the Youth 412 podcast season two. Too. And with me is my wonderful friend, Ngobile Mjaja, uh, who's decided to join us. Today we are talking about something which is very interesting. Uh, but before we get started, I'd like to get to know, I'd like you guys to get to know Ngobile a little bit better. So Ngobile, can you please tell us how are you feeling today and share with us a little bit more about yourself? Well, I'm very honored to have joined your podcast today. Thank you for inviting me. So my name is Ngobi Lemzaza. I am a 20-year-old student, I'm obviously a female, one-year-old vegan, and I'm also a podcaster. I think that's all I'm comfortable with sharing for now. Everything else, I think, will be relayed as time goes by. <laughs> all right. That's so awesome. And we'll probably ask you to share with us a little bit about your podcast a little bit later. Um, before we start, I was very curious to to know, perhaps, um, very curious to know, Uguti, what's one weird thing um, that you do that nobody or few people know about? Weirdest, I think it's talking to myself. Like, I have a full-on conversation with myself. I, I don't think a lot of people know that. <laughs> So yeah, that's one weird thing. Oh, that's so amazing. Um, I think I also have that same problem. Uh, I think maybe it's something that podcasters have. That's why we are podcasters. <laughs> Perhaps. Okay, so today we are talking about uh, being productive and dealing with the workload as a university student. Now, most of us as university students, you know, know Woody, that's one of the biggest things um, that people complain about that all the workload that we experience when we are in university. So what do you think are the things that we do or perhaps not do that make us, you know, unable to manage all this workload that university brings? From my experience, I think I've learned that time management is quite essential. I know we always talk about time management. It's easier said than done, but creating a timetable and actually sticking to it is what helps when you hold yourself accountable for making sure that if I set today as a day to do whatever task, make sure that you do it. It also comes with passion and actually wanting to do what you need to do. You get. Wow. And, yeah. and so in terms of being accountable to yourself, how do you do that? Because sometimes it's, it's so hard uh, when you are the one having to push yourself or, you know, to do something, to do your work, your assignment or whatever it is to study, especially if you are, you are far away from home. How do you press yourself to be able yeah. to do the things that you're supposed to do at the time that you're supposed to do them? Well, planning and preparing requires an understanding of self, I'd say, and honesty with yourself right so you have to know what works for you and how you feel you get better results in using a certain system so that that's what i think for my case i'd share like some of my experiences and a bit of an example is i found that 
allocating time for certain tasks make it better like cutting down and minimizing the work makes it better it makes it a whole lot better because i feel you can't study five chapters in one day and expect to know everything so rather allocate time so today is monday i'll do one chapter and that's it an hour of just one chapter it goes a long way so and also understanding your own study skills i think a whole lot of people including myself i from grade one till matric 12 years of schooling i did not know how to study until university that's when i learned what my study skills are and i did some introspection and i understood what works for me and what doesn't so yeah you were speaking about you know finding out about your study skills how do you go about you know discovering that how did you find your your study skills because I, I don't think i've found mine funny enough we actually learned this in life orientation in high school but we thought it was useless right so we th- we learned about um audio learning we learned about visual learning but it never c- came to our minds that we might actually need these skills in actual life you know and that's where you you find your strengths you find your weaknesses myself i know because my my, my course requires me to go through a lot of context a lot of text a lot of reading i'm a visual i'd say a visual learner and also i don't think this is categorized in any way but i also learn through conversation and discussions so breaking down whatever i'm learning or reading into a conversation even sometimes in vernac that so that i can remember how things were set out especially in cases so i make them scenarios so i understand more like a story more like how you remember series and how you remember movies and novels you read in your spare time but you can't remember the context of whatever you're learning so i break it down and transform that into that so that i can remember in that way so i can start conversations about like did you know in Poseidon Hood versus whoever this happened but now it's i created to make it something fun something enjoyable and also like charts and posters if you see something often enough i think it's bound to stay in your mind so creating charts creating posters around your room in a decorative way that kind of blends in also kind of helps you i'd say to remember like for me that's how i learned the constitution i literally sat down and i drew up a whole <laughs> poster wow it felt like i wasted the day but it was useful in the end of, at the end of the day mm. and i was just about to ask that you know um the time that it takes to actually create those things instead of like you know actually doing the studying itself how do you reconcile those those two ideas that this is actually you know worth the time that i'm taking and how long should i take because perhaps someone might use that as an excuse not to study just keep on making the posters and charts while actually not doing anything with them so you can make studying fun as long as you understand that you have to allocate time and you have to you have certain constraints obviously so for assignments and things like that i'd say we're usually given plus minus 2 to 3 weeks or maybe sometimes even a month so you have to construct a timetable where each day you allocate at least an hour or two for that specific course and you stick to that so in 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 the case of making a chart 
I would say if you want to spend the whole day, then make sure you finish it on that day and not spend several days working on something you're not going to finish, right? And in while you're making it fun, obviously you're learning something out of it. You can't just make something and it's fun and that's just it and it goes to waste. It also comes with it. And when you make it fun, it's more enjoyable, I feel. I find it. So I'd advise that someone tries it first, then they tell me how that goes. <laughs> and if it's if it's not worth it, then uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll definitely, you know, be trying um, those methods because, yeah, I'm, 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 I actually don't look forward to studying. Um, I don't do much of it these days. I'm very tired of it. But maybe if I start employing those techniques, things might start, you know, working for me. Looking at um, in terms of the practices that we can start employing as students, what what are the practices that we should start employing i mean of course different things work for different people however i also feel like implementing a balanced and healthy lifestyle would also help you know i feel like we have this misconception of burning the midnight oil is the only way to get work done you know however if we have healthy um, practices and lifestyles where we actually get a full night's rest seven hours, eight hours of rest. After that, you wake up and you allocate time for activities and tasks that you need to do. Also, going out for fresh air as well to clear your head and your mind because I feel like those things also contribute to our lifestyles and how we approach our studies as well. You know, eating healthier and also just living a balanced lifestyle, I think, balancing out fun time as well as studying so that you don't feel the pressure of just education or school on your shoulders i feel like that's the only way to find balance between life and school and knowing when to study knowing when to have fun i feel no i think you are definitely on point um i think we do miss that sometimes as students whereby we get so overwhelmed with you know so many things in school and we focus so much on school perhaps can you just dwell a little bit deeper i guess into this whole idea of of rest, you know, the importance of rest, um, not sleeping perhaps, but like taking a break uh, from, you know, school and making sure that you do other things so that, you know, you can live a more fulfilling life. Yeah, definitely. I think during our breaks, it's, it shouldn't um, be too far off from what you're studying, what you're aiming to be or the kind of life that you want to live as an individual. I feel that those things as collectives, collected together, all make your lifestyle, I think. You choose what works for you. So for the art students, I think having a day out would be you going to, I don't know, an exhibition or a gallery or something of that nature, you know, something that's still within your faculty, but also takes your mind off the actual theory and all that stuff. But I feel like as individuals, we all have different things. We're podcasters. That's what we do in our spare time that's our hobby you know but other people choose to do something else so it all depends on the individual like I said um, a deeper understanding of self I think self-exploration is also quite an important part of being a human being and I feel like we often forget that um, this phase in our lives and education as a whole it's not just about the degree or whatever qualification you're going for it's about molding yourself to become 
a certain type of person. It's more than mm-hmm. just a degree or an occupation that we're going towards, but we're building lives to become actual people. You understand? Mm-hmm. So it's all about your choices and what works for you, but also still, I wouldn't say not losing yourself. Not losing yourself in the process is very important because it's either you lose yourself to fun times or you lose yourself to books and then you forget about yourself and your well-being as well as your mm-hmm. mental health. Wow, that was so that was so profound. You know, um, I really love that that you know this is an important stage in our lives whereby we get to explore ourselves and we are building towards the lives that we want to lead. I think that's something we miss, perhaps. You know that if we are so focused on school and everything like that, when we're done, work will ex- will basically replace school. So if we don't find exactly. a balance now, now then we will we'll never drown. find that balance again, exactly. you know, and it, it's just crazy. I was actually talking to my friend today and he was telling me that he was in hospital. Um, I don't know, something almost happened with his vein, almost burst or something like that because of the amount of stress that he has, you know, because yeah. of school, you know. So I think that's such an example of how school can be so overbearing and overwhelming on us as as students. So finding that balance between everything and just trying to get that rest, I think is is very important. And when it comes to the whole idea of productivity or being efficient, you know, being able to do more uh, with the time that you have, what mistakes do we make um, that perhaps prevent us from being productive or from being efficient when it comes to you know managing our workload and being productive? I think procrastination. We always procrastinate and think that we can finish something in a day when we've already had a month to do it. And then we mm-hmm. get lost in that whole time is just a construct type of thing or a man-made thing. But it's actually important to understand that you need to calculate your time according to how much work you have. So I, I feel like we don't calculate properly. We don't strategize properly. That's where we lose the focus. That's where we then lose ourselves also in this workload and this pile where you feel like you can't do one assignment in one day and finish it. That's almost impossible. I feel like the workload, there is a lot of work, but it only piles up when we leave it till the last minute. So I think, yeah, that's one of our mistakes is feeling as though we can do so much in such little time when it's almost, it's impossible. And also the comforts, I feel like we're too comfortable with also sometimes the results that we get through doing things Mm -hmm. at at the last minute. You know, you're so comfortable with the C Mm -hmm. when you could have actually taken more time to work on something and gotten better results. Or sometimes just doing things for the sake of at this point. You know, I feel like that's our, our biggest mistakes is just wanting to get through also and not actually understanding what we're doing or studying, I feel. But I've made my own mistakes mm. and my mistakes were estimating time and feeling as though I can do it today and finish it today and yeah. submit it today and it's due today, you know, that last minute adrenaline. It's crazy. It's fun. Very risky. <laughs> And I would not recommend it, <laughs> but I feel like that's really one of my biggest mistakes is um, maybe also being overconfident and cocky and thinking, yeah, I can definitely do it in one night. Mm. 
Wow, that 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 was so crazy. You know, um, I can definitely relate to that. I always just overestimate the amount of time that I have. I'm I'm like, if I've got a month to do this, yeah, I'll just do it maybe in two weeks or not this week and keep pushing it. Uh, There's an analogy that I heard someone use that eat the frog. You know, um, every day let's say there's a frog that you have to eat. You don't want to eat it, but you have to eat it at the end of the day. If you don't eat it now, it'll pile up again and you'll have two frogs to eat tomorrow. So I think it's something which is very important for us to understand that we need to eat the frog. Do what you have to do today while you still have the chance, you know, because the problem is that we think we have time, but we really don't. And I really love that point that you you mentioned, Wati. We settle for... The, the marks that we have right now, I mean, that we get from the last minute, whereby we could have gotten more, you know, if we had used the time yeah. that we, because if you do something now, Wisely. you don't have the time to correct it, to change things, to do better. You just do what you have to last do. Last minute Ex- adrenaline. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> to piece it together. Imagine, imagine if you had more time to change things, improve upon them, yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. And I, I really hope that, you know, we, we stop doing that and we become, you know, um, better. Maybe what what is one tip perhaps from you that I can employ or someone else who's listening that, that can help us, you know, to stop procrastinating, to eat the frog today? Like, it's a mindset yeah. thing, obviously, but what is something which is practical that I can do, you know, to, to, to you know, definitely stop that? Well, I like the analogy of eating the frog, right? But also to be able to digest it, you can't swallow it in one go, right? So you're going to start with, okay, I can't make the analogy of a frog because I don't eat meat. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) so um, you'd have to go bit by bit. You'll start with, okay, it's very uncomfortable analogy, but I'll have to. (laughs) So you're going to start with the feet, maybe. (laughs) You're going to start with the feet. (laughs) And then you'll go to the whatever body part there is. So how I feel we should is allocating time to whatever you're working towards. So an assignment, for example, right? It's just a practical example. There's five questions um, and you schedule your time. For assignments, you probably have more than two weeks. So if you have five questions, you know you have five days to work on it, right? And during those five days, uh, day one is for question one. Mm -hmm. Day two is for question two. Day three is for question three. Day four is for question four. Day five is for question five. And then after you've finished all of that, you have time to also consult with other sources. Mm-hmm. See if you've done enough work. See if it's if you can improve anything, if you can phrase things differently. And then once you're happy with what you've produced, you then can submit it, I feel. Even for studying, that's the same method I use. Is If I have five chapters to study, for example... I use the same five-day system. And then over the weekend, I might go through past papers and then see how much I still need to do. You understand? Mm -hmm. So an hour goes a long way in terms of studying. One chapter could do a great deal for you a day. So in a day, you could study for just one hour, but that's already something done. You haven't eaten the entire frog, Mm -hmm. but you're halfway there in a week. Mm -hmm. So five hours a week is quite a lot to get stuff done if you allocate time properly sometimes even two hours you're gonna you have to calculate it according to how many modules you have probably or how much work you have and then the dates also very important 
because you know, dates are quite important for you to know what goes first and what you should finish first and after that because people also have this overload of work where they have papers today tomorrow next week or two papers in one day or three papers and it's quite a lot but if you allocate time and work efficiently then you can definitely do it as long as you break it up into pieces where you feel like today i've done enough one chapter for one day is good enough because that's something at least you did something you don't have to read the entire textbook today to feel like you've done something hmm. wow i really really love that and i myself will start employing that because i'm someone who's very disorganized to to an extent you know and my just mind just gets frazzled when there's just so much um that i can't you know get around or yeah i don't know if that makes sense but like I just want to know from you then, you know, um, you did say that studying perhaps um, one hour is enough, you know, per day. Uh, perhaps in terms of um, looking what at our typical day could look like, you know, uh, as students, obviously it varies because we are different people and things like that. But what yeah. what can we, you know, do to, to make our days more productive in terms of like, typical day in the life of a student yeah yeah so how wh- what i would advise and what has been working for me i would say i know at this point i probably live like like a 60 year old but i'm 20 <laughs> because by nine o'clock <laughs> by nine o'clock i'm probably in bed right wow. well that differs because other people like partying or they like going out or whatever but mm-hmm. on a sunday for example nine o'clock i'm already in bed after that in the morning i'll wake up six o'clock if I want to go to the gym just to blow off some steam, I would strictly advise working out or exercising of any form. Um, it differs. People differ. I prefer swimming. Someone would like to, you know, lifting weights or whatever they would like to do. And doing that definitely uplifts and gives you a bit of confidence because in terms of things like exercising and sports, you get to challenge yourself you set a goal for yourself so if i at the beginning of this year you would know i would share it on my social media as well my whatsapp Mm. um i do laps i'd start at 30 i went from 30 to 40 laps 50 laps and in high school which is crazy my high school teacher would be shocked because i wouldn't even want to finish one (laughs) right so i i challenge myself like that every single morning and that's like that victory in, at the beginning of your day, it gives you some self-confidence. Like, whoa, I did 50 laps today. You know, you feel good. You feel great. And then you get an, a healthy breakfast. I feel like we always skip breakfast and we rush to get a coffee or energy drink. That's not so good. I, I would not advise that. We need the energy. Our body, We are growing people. We are adults now. So we our, our bodies need to eat a balanced meal, balanced breakfast, a good breakfast. And then after that, you can stop, start your day however you want to. Maybe if you want to start with studying so that you just get that out of the way for that time, you can then hit the books for a good minute or two, go outside, get some fresh air, do whatever you want to. Also... Call your loved ones, speak to people to keep your mind mm-hmm. open and not so focused on just this thing that's, you know, challenging you. So I, I, that's what it would look like for me. Also, also having fun is important. Mm-hmm. You study, have fun, uh, go out, see trees, you know, sit on grass and have 
have a good day and enjoy mm. the present moment i think it's wow. also very good wow 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 i think you just you know laid it out for everyone to 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 hear and to you know start making some serious changes i like you know the the parallel that you, you okay I, i'm trying to sound fancy here but i'm probably not using it correctly but you you, you know the whole health and and wellness aspect of it and how it's important as well and how it contributes to your success as as a student you know um i think everything that you mentioned you know the social aspect being able to connect with friends um having fun as well being healthy all those things you know they have um some sort of influence and impact in your life as a student and i think it's 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 really really uh, important and i really wish and pray that each and every one of us could start employing and implementing that today from today um start go go to swim tomorrow you know like ngobido or something <laughs> like that or go running um yeah I'm, i definitely should yeah, start yeah that's also doing, a good one yeah i should start doing something um yeah i'm really really bad honestly i stay inside the whole day um so yeah i'm definitely going to start doing something um to be better yeah something to keep your mind off stuff even if you're a writer write something if you paint paint something you know just flow just let your creativity flow have a platform where you're able to express your creativity in some type of way Mm. you know make be the jewelry make whatever you want to do as long as it makes you happy and you find some sort of comfort in it sometimes also just chilling watching tv or a movie that's also a good thing to do in the middle of your studies because it also just stimulates you in some type of way just as long as you're good mentally in a good place then i feel like your approach for your studies as well would be good and also something i'd like to add complaining yo i hate (laughs) complaining i hate people who complain i don't like people who complain honestly because i feel like complaining attracts more issues attracts Mm. more troubles and it's not a good uh, attitude to have in life bad things happen of course but just know that it's you're going to overcome it okay it's happened it's bad it's rough but you've been through it so let's go you know keep it going i feel it's all about how you handle things Mm. is, is what matters that's that's so true and i think you know students that's the thing that you know unites them so much no, that's the first thing that they do complain about how hard something was something is you know the assignments and things like that and it's like we have nothing yeah. else to talk about besides complaining and so that's what we do uh but that negative energy is something that we don't really need in our lives um Not at all. because it, Not it, at all. <laughs> it drags us down so let's try and be positive guys and and really be better um yeah because if you are optimistic and more positive then that's what you attract attract better things exactly and you know i think uh perhaps to look at the last thing what are some of the tools if there are any you know resources maybe apps um in terms of productivity or time management even if it's the calendar or to-do list whatever it is you know uh, what are some of the tools or resources we, we can use uh, or books we can read which can help us you know in terms of being more efficient um, as students 
Well, I don't use any, I have no recommendations, but I think you would have that, that calendar system of yours is quite uh, resourceful. However, I feel like um, the to-do list is quite essential as well. Knowing what you're going to do in the day, whether it be it the night before or the day on, like on that day, at least have a list of about five things that you want to accomplish by the end of the day and then stick to that. Like that's what you're doing. Mm. Nothing else besides what you need to do first. And then after that, you can freestyle your way during the day. But you can uh, give us some insights on the calendar system. Because <laughs> you've got quite <laughs> some knowledge on that. Who's interviewing who now? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I definitely love that. Having a to-do list is so important. Um, it also, you know, gives you a sense of accomplishment at the end of the day. You know, once you able to achieve that um but yeah i use asana um it's a, it's a really great um project management type of system it's an app it's also available on desktop um so yeah you can just put whatever you want to do there whichever projects you can even divide your studies uh your modules and things like that um and yeah whatever you need to do Trello is another one and Notion, although um, Notion is a bit buggy when it comes to your cell phone. But yeah, Trello, Asana, we'll link them down below so that you guys can go and check them out. Um, they really, really are great. And perhaps I'll even make a tutorial on how you guys can use it. You can find it maybe on our yeah. YouTube page. Uh, but yeah, we'll definitely update you guys about that. And um Thank you very much, Mobile, for everything that you've shared, you know, thus far uh, for today's episode. But we don't want you to leave, you know, without telling us about your podcast. Um, we know that you still haven't recorded season two. I'm very, very, very upset about that. Um, <laughs> so can you please just tell us a bit about your podcast and um, what we can expect for the next season that is upcoming. All right. So my podcast is titled The Bull Conquers. It's a manual and guide on how to overcome life's adversities. So similarly to the conversations we had today, uh, we where we spoke about uh, where we spoke about procrastination and also failures and so forth. A lot of adversities that we face in life generally as people for all age groups. It's a it's categorized as a self help. Um, podcast so if you are looking for self-awareness uh, and some depth and knowledge about yourself and you want to connect with yourself and also uh, have a high sense of self if you want to start now and build that then it's definitely something that you would want to tune into season two is on the way <laughs> it's definitely on the way <laughs> definitely on the way season two i want to go more into diving into more deeper conversations in depth and i'm hoping to interview quite a few people yourself included oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, where we speak about other people's uh, adversities and how they faced them how they overcame that because season one was mainly just my perspective and things mm -hmm. i've experienced not on a very deep scale but you know just the surface to give people an idea uh, on like what to expect mm. on my wow. podcast and wow. yeah 
I really, really can't wait for season two. Um, I mean, so so much value that you've shared with us on today's episode as it is. And I definitely recommend anyone who's listening to this to go check out The Bull Conquers. Um, you know, it really goes, I know she says it's not in depth, but she really, you know, goes in depth, you know, in terms of her own experiences. Um, and the insights there, you know, which were shared there was so, so amazing. And I definitely, yeah, hope that you guys check it out. It'll be linked down below. Um, so, yeah, I think that is it. Maybe you can just say goodbye to the listeners. Uh, in my other podcast, I usually say that, um, you know, I'm lazy to close off the show. Then I let the other guests close off the show because they are podcasters <laughs> themselves. But in this show, I never do that because we don't usually have podcasters. Um, so please. Am I closing it off? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> please close off the show. Um, and yeah, take us home. Well, firstly, I'd like to thank you for having me today. And hopefully all that I've shared um, helps someone somewhere, somehow. Everything that I've spoken about from my point of view obviously stems from my own experiences um yeah as individuals and students i feel like it's okay to also make mistakes and be able to forgive yourself so i hope today's episode um heals you wherever you've gotten traumas or where you've made mistakes and you're able to move on from that and become a better person um and that's all we have folks for today's episode my name is mobilim jaza and <laughs> I don't know how to close this on off. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Lindo. That's all we have for today's episode. Make sure that you do follow us on our social media pages at youth412-za. Make sure that you connect with us, talk to us, tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like. And yeah, let's connect and let's be friends. See you next time on Youth 412. Remember, young people, do not let anyone look down on you because you're young. Rather set an example to other young believers in conduct and conversation and spirit, and in love, faith, and purity. God bless.